This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Match Report. I'm your host Mike and I'm joined by Nick Gillard and Chris Clark to look back over a difficult Saturday afternoon trip to Anfield. Yes, hello everyone. Uh, hardly souls of you that want to listen to a Palace podcast after we lost 3-0. Um, we'll get on to the fact that it probably wasn't a 3-0 kind of a game though, was it? Um, gents, Nick, you Okay. Yeah, I'm just a bit annoyed that the pod that we tried to record 17 times after a 3 0 win hasn't worked, and this one no doubt will. Yeah, that's all on me, isn't it? To be honest, so huge apologies to <laughs> to, to everyone. Um, we would have got that out, and basically all I can say is that uh, we we were beating Spurs three 0 before it was cool. So um, apologies there, uh, Chris. You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Knackered, to be honest. Um, it was a long journey to Anfield, as we'll come out as we talk about it. Yeah, well, before we get to that, let's just talk about Palace news this week. Um, the under-23s, um, absolutely um, nothing bad about losing 4-2 to the uh, the Manchester City under-23s in their incredible stadium. Um, if, you've, if you've seen it on TV, if you watched the Man City women's game on the other night, a lot of lower league teams would be very jealous of that ground. And I think even I'm quite jealous of it. Um, actually, 2-1 up at half-time. Uh, Street and Raksaki with the goals. Um, but then 4-2 overall. Uh, they scored three in the second half. So that is a shame. Um, but uh, a noble effort. And let's be honest, they did they did win the league last year. Um, slightly better news. The... Uh, the League Managers Association uh, gave um, gave the Spurs win the uh, the performance of the week last week. I don't remember ever hearing that we we ever get that kind of thing. Maybe it just was something that uh, Palace don't usually uh, mention too heavily, but I was quite impressed. Um, and the other thing is that the home kit has been delayed right back until October. I know some people are incredibly pissed off, um, even more than that. The ladies' fit shirts and various other types of the kits, uh, they still don't know when they're going to be around. Um, so I'm sure some people are slightly annoyed to spend 55 quid. Um, all, you need, but, all you need to do is stand in last season's kit and lean. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, that, that'll be a good compromise for the people that have spent 55 quid. Um, no, look, when you when you spent that kind of money, and, and that is a lot of money for a lot of people, for most people, um, it'd be, it, it is annoying. Um, but it is it's special times, isn't it? Um, apparently, meat's going to run out in the next couple of weeks, let alone um, let alone Puma shirts. So probably not a lot they can do. Um, it's quite amazing that they've got so many replenishments of the third kits, which are sold out so many times, to be honest. Uh, but if that's the biggest drama this week, then nothing too bad. Um, so this week, the under-23s, Friday night, uh, Friday the 24th, are going to be playing West Ham away, assuming that's on Palace TV. And then Saturday midday, the under-18s are playing Southampton. So we'll, uh, we'll let you know how those go. So that is Palace this week. Other than to say... E-tickets apparently are going to be uh, giving out to people that don't have the season ticket downloaded into their um, wallet by Tuesday morning, apparently. So anyone struggling, it looks like the club have found a way for people to uh, to do a slightly old-fashioned version of getting your ticket for Brighton Monday week. Just on that subject, um, Mike, Liverpool fans had a lot of trouble getting in. Um, people who managed to get in the first week weren't able to get in the second week. Um, so it's not just Palace that are having problems with the tickets. Just, you know, just to let people know that it's not just us. Well, I mean, yeah, I was thinking about it today when I was I was reading the email sent out about the tickets. Um, you know, once they've got this working, um, there'd be no excuses if it happened again. Um, but it's, it's teething problems for a very new technology. Um for something at scale, um, it's fine paying for your coffee with it, but um, suddenly when you're trying to get 25,000 people into a stadium, it's, it's probably going to take some teething issues to get through. Um, so let's leave that there and let's get to the Liverpool game. Um, let's say we're not we're not going to go over the specifics in the same way we did for the Spurs game before we scrapped the pod because it didn't record properly. Um, we'll keep it we'll keep it sort of light and breezy. Um, there's no point boring everyone with lineup discussions and that kind of thing for a 3-0 defeat. Um, but we'll start by talking about, Chris, tell us about your road trip because uh, you went with DR and his Audi, didn't you? We did, which was a lovely vehicle and he's a very diligent driver and um, was very uh, understanding of uh, my desire to, to keep myself refreshed on, on the road, um, which I, I successfully did. Um, the... The thing I will say though is what did that, you do for toilet breaks? Uh, we took a couple on on the way. We went, we went to services. Uh, I mean, poor old Nick had to tie a knot in himself at one point. Um, I was going to yeah. say any any urine out the window. No, um, no. But, um, okay. He did kind of park right next to the entrance, didn't he? <laughs> we yeah. dashed in and dashed out because Dr. Dr. went by the ways um, and didn't kind of realise that. Ways can't predict if there's going to be accidents on the M6 toll road or anything. So you always add an hour or a couple of hours to whatever the journey journey time says. Um, needless to say, we got we got into the ground at twenty five past three. So, but there you go. You live and learn. Well, yeah. Do you, are you still counting that? Are you still counting that as seeing every? If you manage to see every home, uh, every game this season, Chris, if you see all thirty eight league games. Are you counting I'm, this as a full one, are you? I must admit that um, that did cross my mind. Does this count? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working on the basis that it does because I was at the ground. I mean, I, we travelled. When you take into account, it took us five hours to get up there and about the same to get back. So 
I think 10 hours traveling, it probably counts to the record. Um, the the other thing um, I wanted to say with regard to um, the journey is we, we did set up a playlist, which um, we're, we'll, I think we should share that, actually, because it's, it's really diverse, actually, because yeah, you, you've got Nick adding his tunes, you've got me adding uh, mine, you've got DR's, and, and we've got Nick's son, Will, um, adding to the the tunes and it, it it did make for an entertaining and educational journey so i think we'll probably try and share the link to that uh playlist uh with this podcast right so if you want to listen to some 80s electronica followed by some drill followed by some really moody acoustic indie uh we have got you covered um right well i'll just cover the first few minutes of the game then in that you probably missed it Um, and I don't imagine it was the kind of game you particularly wanted to watch the highlights back of too intensely. Um, Zahar had an excellent chance very early on, um, which was tipped um, just... I was stunned that it it wasn't over the line. Tipped away, uh, beautiful chance, and then from the the corner that came from it, Benteke was called offside, but I think if it had gone in, um, probably would have been very close. Uh, Early chances, and I, I think... What that will sum up uh, as we go through is that Palace Palace had their chances. They had 13 shots overall. Um, I obviously live by 25, but it started brightly <clears throat> and uh, dared to believe. Um, we'll get into how you, you thought of it when you arrived at 25 minutes, but um, apparently you went for a pint straight away and it was a very reasonable £2.80, according to the show notes. To me, that's much more than very reasonable. I can believe it. It's about half the price that I normally pay when I'm at an away ground or at Palace. So, yeah, <laughs> there had to be some upside to um, getting stuffed uh, against the run of play. But, you know, yeah, £2.80, I couldn't believe it. Well, kudos to Liverpool for that. Um, I don't remember 280 anyway. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't really know where you want to start with this. Um, let's start at the fact that I think at 1-0, it very much looks like we were, were still in the game. Um, you had the, the chance for Edward. Um, you had Zahar, what seemed like being brought down in the box. Um, we'll get to Andy Madley in a little bit. Um, but Palace, Palace played well, did they not, Nick? Um, you, you said your overall thought was um, we looked assured and you compared it to the Chelsea game. So just talk us through what you thought for the last 65 minutes plus stoppages of the game. Uh, well, we took the game to them. We weren't afraid to take the game to them. Um, compared to the Chelsea game, we, we just sat back and Chelsea pressed and we weren't able to do anything. But but we were well in it. Um, Liverpool fans after the game came up to us and said how impressed they were with us, uh, particularly Tyrek Mitchell, who um, had uh, their winger in, in his pocket, which is very unusual. The name's completely gone. It always does with me. As soon as I get on a podcast, I'll be rubbish on a on a TV quiz because everything just goes out the window. Um, who's the um, Liverpool winger, Chris? The really good one, Salah. I'm not good it. at quizzes either. Salah, yeah. Most Salah. Um, Liverpool fans were very impressed with Mitchell. Um, Don't you hate that though? Okay. When you get one of the big six, like patronisingly telling you after the game, "Oh, you played well. You played well." Does that not does that not piss you off? A, a little bit. I mean, we had a bloke in the service station on the way back. And all I wanted to do was say, look, why are you driving out of Liverpool? Why aren't you supporting your local team? You know, um, but there you go. That's another little bugbear. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we, we played very, very well. Um, were it not for a, a... Are you shot when he should have passed it? He had two people on him. Um, uh, Edward, 
miscontrolled a ball in that he probably should have scored. And then he was through on goal and got fouled three times before uh, he got a shot away. The ref... Well, there's, there's a lot to dissect there. So let's just get back to the IU thing. What I was thinking about that, um, and let's get your thoughts on this, Chris, is that is that a sign of Vieira trying to do things differently? or it, And even more than that, is that Edouard is clearly a shoot-on-sight kind of a policy kind of a man. Is that spreading to the rest of the team? Or is it just just a different way of doing things and we're not used to it? We're used to Benteke playing off a pass and trying to wait for somebody to come forward. Well, I think it's probably both, to be honest, isn't it? Um, the... You know they are adjusting to a new system, and you know it. They also there's new personnel on the pitch, aren't there? Um, I mean, I, I I do want to also just go back and you know point out how good that long ball that Ward put in for the Edward mm. chance was. Yeah. I had to rewatch and rewatch that to check who it was who put it in because I thought that wasn't Joel Ward, was it? And it wasn't. It landed perfectly for him. You know, it's just such a shame that it was that that bad touch. But yeah, going back to what you you actually asked me about, which was the <laughs> uh, about the Jordan Ayew um, chance. Yeah, I mean, you, everyone wanted him to pass it, um, and I'm, I'm mystified that that was that was his choice in this particular situation. But then you know when when an opportunity like that comes up and you know the the temptation to go for glory is always going to be there isn't it and that's what he did on this occasion he's pulled it off for us a few times so you know I can't blame him for that really yeah I mean it's not somebody that you associate with being particularly selfish is he let's be honest um yeah let's let's talk about the Edward chances then um I think the, the the one you're just talking about there from from Ward um it's so instinctive that it's it's hard to criticise, isn't it? Um, I, I'm not sure um, anyone was going to put that in nine times out of ten. It's just a heavy first touch, and you know that that is going to happen, especially if you've got a substitute and it's pretty much his first touch, which it was. So you know, well, I mean, um, his first touch so so far in his career has been yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, but then if he'd been on for another couple of minutes before that ball came in, you know, maybe he'd already have got a feel for how to do it. Anyway, you know, it's just one of those things. It was poor luck um, rather than poor quality, um, as he's shown already. Yeah, and I mean the fact that he was fouled three times in the box, Nick. I mean, he's clearly angry by it. Um, did, did he? Do, do you think he had another very promising game? Yeah, I think he did. Um, the future's looking bright with Edward. Um, he's very different to to Benteke and what he offers, but he he does seem to want to go for goal more directly. And um, yeah, everything about him was positive, and you can see the runs. I mean, the way he ghosted in to to get the ball off Ward. Just disappeared from from Liverpool players' radars, um, like Liverpool players disappeared off Gyro's radar or set pieces. Um, it was good. Yeah, so I mean that brings us on to the defending, and and I would say watching it from the TV, and I never quite trust opinions of watching it on the box compared with seeing it from a decent height at the stadium. Um, I thought the defending was was really decent. And obviously, it was at set pieces we suffered. But more than that, it was um, on the rebound, on the on the second touch. Obviously, that's when Mane scored. And if that's if that's the only time 
that there's any space, you know, most of the teams in the Premier League are not going to put three past us. Um, so I thought Guaita had a great game and, you know, it was, it was him tipping the ball out that, that led to the first goal. Um, I don't think there was a lot could be said against the defending. Um, Gyro's got a bit of stick, but um, seems seems to me that he, what you know, to say he lost his man is a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. There, there's interesting conversations to be had about whether Gaeta should be trying to catch the ball rather than than tipping it out because you get a feeling that Liverpool players were, were onto that. I know it's a, a kind of more of a Spanish thing for the goalkeepers to, to palm the ball away rather than try and catch it. And it's something that's been happening in more in recent years in, in the Premier League. So it seemed that the Liverpool players were quicker on to where the ball would be going to if the keeper made a save, if that makes sense. Perhaps it's down to the, the defence to be on that a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the thing I'd say about that is that we know who our goalkeeper is and what he's like. So our defence... Uh, ought to be making sure that they are ready for that rebound because they know it's going to happen because he's not going to catch the ball. He will push it out or tip it wide. And if it goes back into play, you can rest assured that Liverpool will be ready for it. And someone like Salah is so quick. Gyro's quick as well. He j- he just was ball watching. And yeah, so I, I do think he's at fault for that. Um, it's unfortunate and it's not. I don't like saying that, but it is true. I think he's he, you know, he was responsible, and it was it was his man, um, and you know, he wasn't alert to it. Well, look, they had twenty five shots, and I'd hazard a guess that a lot of those were on target. Um, they they were fairly wasteful, and I know Palace were pushing for for one back, um, but in all honesty, they could have they could have been two nil up. And I thought Guaita had a, a decent game. Um, WhoScored.com have, have got him an average of 7.2, which is very high for a goalkeeper that faced 25 shots. So um, I think other goalkeepers in the recent past are slightly taller than Guaita, for example. Um, I, I, I could see us conceding more than three. Um, would you say he's at fault for the Navi Carter goal or is it just an absolute master stroke of a shot? Absolutely, that was the point you left. Uh, that's we didn't we weren't that desperate to beat the traffic on the way back um no I mean that was a screamer it was unstoppable um he looked surprised to have scored it uh you can see that on the highlights he he doesn't even celebrate he just looks stunned um I I don't think there was much that could have been done about that that was just one of those once in a season things yeah let's uh let's hope it is once in a season and we don't get another wonder goal um from Brighton Monday week um, sorry, Monday. Um, what was the name of the What was the name of the annoying French guy that scored in the two-one win against us a couple of seasons ago? Um, that they had at Selhurst. Some twat, anyway. Some yeah. twat. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, all in all, Palace had thirteen shots, forty um, percent possession, um, seven shots from open play. Um, really, I, I think probably. Um, Probably could say that in, uh, against a lot of teams, they would have would have got a point. Um, listening to uh, listening to Ward and listening to Vieira after the game um, on Palace TV, both of them basically said for several minutes it wasn't a three nil game, um, and we'll, we're not too disheartened. Um, well, is even, that how you guys see it? Yeah, even Klopp said that in his post-match interview, didn't he? That he didn't think it was a 3-0. So when the when the opposition managers saying that as well. Um, yeah, sport a little bit by the ref. Uh, you expect the ref to be one-sided at Anfield. I didn't think it would be that bad. 
Um, I mean, I don't know how um, the Liverpool guy didn't get booked. Um, Milner, um, he's seven or eight fouls, he didn't even get a booking. I think uh, even Vieira alluded to that at the end. Um, some of the 50-50 challenges went Liverpool's way. Like we said, with uh, Edwards not getting not getting the free kick. Um, and especially the Benteke thing in the first half, which I, I only saw a match of the day, but he's definitely caught in the box there. And I don't know what VAR is meant to be doing, but it wasn't doing its job there. So, like like I said earlier on, comparing that with the Chelsea game, we're, we're still making a lot of progress. And I don't think many Palace fans were unhappy with how we performed. And, you know, it's it's the best I've felt after a 3-0. It's, it's a strange thing to say, but... We weren't that too is down a very hearted. strange thing to say. The best you felt after a three defeat. Yeah, uh, it, it, we weren't too downhearted because we gave it our all. And, to, you know, like you said, 13, 14 shots. We'd have never got that over the last two seasons. So at least we're giving it a go. And that's that's what we've been crying out for over the past few seasons, isn't it? Give it a go. If we lose, we lose. Say la vie. But we're, we're trying and we can't ask for more. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so let's let's finish uh, our coverage of the game by asking you what you purchased for the drive home. What were you drinking? I didn't. Uh, well, I was drinking water because my car was at Dr's house in Croydon, so I couldn't drink on the way home. Although I did have some nice um, brew dog that Chris bought us on the way up there, which was good. So thank you, Chris. Chris, were you uh, were you indulging for the full ten hours? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, from um, from the once we were an hour into the journey, I, I was definitely on the source. Um, so yeah, I had uh, a number of different brew dogs, um, some from the brew dog beer club that I'm a member of, and then picked up some more when we were at the uh, service station. What were those um, Ponzi Marks and Spencer's rhubarb alcohol drinks you were drinking? Oh, we yeah, spilling so... the beans on that. What's all that about, you girl? Well, sometimes, um, you know, you, you've got to kind of um, not just go with beer. You know, you've got to, got to slow down and, and top up on spirits for a little bit. So M&S actually do some really good value. I, by the way, M&S, if you want to sponsor this podcast, then please get in touch. Um, they do some really good value uh, little um, t- tins of gin and tonic. There's a pink gin and tonic. Oh, and actually, yeah, um, and, and Sainsbury's, they do an amazing pound fifty tin of um, gin and rose lemonade, um, and that's fantastic. So, yeah, I highly recommend that. But, yeah, I'm also now on um, M&S uh, Citrus Pale Ale, uh, which I actually bought for the journey back but ended up not not managing to quite finish. So, um, yeah, uh, but I can still recommend £2.80 uh, drinks at Liverpool. Right, this has Pro- turned into a slightly more middle-class version of Terence Heskiff and... and uh, and Albert discussing uh, discussing beers um, today at the day of recording is Albert's birthday. Um, by the way, uh, yeah, just just quickly say, uh, I, yeah, you can't, you can't. It's twenty twenty one. Don't don't say girls can't drink. Nick, come on, um, <laughs> come on no, now. Apologise, please. Uh, I didn't say that girls can't drink. It's just uh, Chris is like drinking rhubarb drinks. If you're going to drink a puddingy drink, do what Terence does and get a Christmas pudding ale, not bloody having, rhubarb. Having gin. no taste in alcohol is is not a gendered thing, uh, right? <laughs> uh, so just let's just uh, let's just end the discussion by asking. Obviously, you said that the plus point is exactly what we've asked for in recent seasons, giving it a go. Um, if there's one player you could say that was a, was a shining light um, 
amongst some disappointment. Chris, who would yours be? Uh, yeah, well, my uh, outstanding player was uh, Elise, who came on another another little cameo role. Uh, he had a really impressive Maisie run that somehow didn't get get into the highlights package. Was absolutely stunned at that. He looked really exciting, and I'd like to see him get a proper run out, maybe in IU's place, because I think he could he could terrify the right. Um, you know, you put him up against a slow um, fullback, and he could absolutely terrify them. Agreed. And I, I'd like to see him come coming inside before Eze is back because I think it's going to be even harder for him to, to break in. Nick? Um, I'm going to go with Mitchell, but again, the defence looked assured. They didn't trouble us in open play. Um, Anderson, again, just looks so relaxed on the ball. He's, he's not troubled. Um, he looks makes it look easy, so casual, um, but without losing control, if that makes sense. Uh, but but for the way he, he handled the winger there, Mitchell is uh, definitely uh, one to look forward to. He's improving week on week. But but the whole of the back four really uh, didn't put a foot wrong. Incredible that you're uh, you're bigging up the back four in a 3-0 defeat, but I kind of get what you're saying. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Right, there's a lot of listener reaction. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a few comments people have left us um, on social media. Gentlemen, I will start with Nick. I'll just ask for a quick sort of one-sentence reply to, uh, to the... To the comment, and then we'll go on to the next one. How does that work for you? Yep, it does work well. Good. Um, so let's start with Darren Broadfoot. It's clear that the players believe in Vieira's plan and the way he wants us to play. It's somewhat alien for us at the moment for us to be playing possession-based football. However, seeing us after this short period and how well we are playing, surely it can only get better. Thoughts? Uh, I would say it's going to be tough for it to get better than the Spurs game, but yes, Nick? Um, we are improving all the time and I just think yeah I agree with Darren I think it's going to get better um, especially against Brighton who are, who are riding high at the moment I think we're going to um, sink them um, but it's, it's so much better than, than what we've been watching so much better yeah, it's I've, enjoyable from, from what I've heard although Brighton beat Leicester um, Leicester were all over them and I, I have I'm yet to see the highlights of that um, but I'm hoping that that's true Chris Luke Cooper would like us um, to discuss how the side never gave up and they kept on pressing even at the end. Yeah, it was a really impressive um, performance. I mean, uh, even as uh, Nick has already said, Jurgen Klopp himself said this was the hardest fought 3-0 win they've had in a long time. Um, You know, that... 
Palace didn't give up. They absolutely um, played out of their skins. And against lesser opposition, that will be enough for us to get good results uh, and the results we deserve. We just made a few mistakes and lost concentration on a couple too many occasions. But it was a really impressive performance overall. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, lesser opposition is Brighton, isn't it? Andy the Twat, um, Elise and Edouard, surely definite starters. He's put defiant starters. I suppose that's relevant too, but definite starters against Brighton. Um, I will answer that and I'll say I think it's a little bit um, dodgy to play with the team too much in um, for a derby, but I would very happily see that be the case. Um, Nick? I'll add to that. Um, it's good that Benteke kind of wears the defenders down a bit before Edward comes on. But at least, they, yeah, I think he should get a shout over um, Ayu just to, to, to tell Ayu that he, he's not a definite starter because when he was left out that game, um, he did really well the game he came back or came on as sub. So, you know, and he passed the ball more Ayu when he was left out, made sub. So, yeah. Just make them make every single player think they're not a definite starter. You've got to do that to get the best out of them. Yeah, it's not like Elise wouldn't have had um, some some high pressured games when he was playing in the Championship last season. Lee Anderson's forehead. Now I can't answer this because when we lose three 0 there's no way I'm going to go back and watch match of the day. But um, he said, "How biased were the match of the day highlights? It looked as though we were brushed aside, which is far from the truth." Then to top it off, they had a wank fest over James Milner, who got away with countless fouls after his yellow card. Excellent use of the word wank fest. Uh, Stephen Sheffield said, agree. Nothing mentioned on match today about Banteco getting tripped under the box. All the chances were created. But all James Milner just ran over 10k. Um, did anyone watch match today? No, I didn't watch it. No, it, it, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, people... Um, I we got home after it finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um yeah, I don't I just don't tend to watch it when we've when we've lost. Um and yeah, unless unless my unless my son's really keen on he keeps asking to watch um Ronaldo and that's the last thing I really want to do. Mark Cole, if I is not scoring goals or assisting, is his work rate enough to deserve a start in eleven place each week? I think we've probably covered that. Um I I'd say one word answer, Chris, would you have are you in the starting eleven against Brighton? No, I'd put Elise in. Nick? No. No. Well, I, th- I think I probably wouldn't. Uh, the only argument would be it's, that's a bit of a pressure cooker to put Elise in, but um, I, I mean, I, I don't, if, if not now, when? Um, so, Dale Martin, and this is this is via the medium of Facebook. Um, so, uh, I am not on Facebook, so... Uh, I apologies for these people if they thought nobody was replying to them. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jairo, and I think he could excel in our new way of playing. However, he really let himself down yesterday. Do you think those lapses in concentration will now hamper his career with us considering the competition for places? Okay, so I think I need to get your both your opinions on this because you're in the ground and obviously it's very hard to see on the TV um, what he's doing off the ball. So quick sentence from each of you, please, Chris. Well, he, he did let himself down on that particular incident of the goal, but he was hardly on the pitch. He was only on for about 15, 20 minutes. He was, he didn't have enough time, and I'd want to see him playing a bit further forward and taking the opportunity to you know, play a pass. And he was, do, he was doing that and looking positive apart from that one mistake. 
Yeah, that that one mistake, he's going to learn from it, isn't he? He's going, not going to do it again. So, yeah, I concur with Chris there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Liam Talbot, Talbot, losing playing the way we did was much better than drawing playing the way we did over the last four years. Um, I mean, we we lost 7-0 last year. So, um, yes, agree. Um, he wanted to bring up Milner's eight yellow cards he didn't get as well. Um, definitely a theme across comments. Chris Chantry, do we need to learn to deal with awful refing again with fans coming back, especially away to the big sides? So, Andy Madley, I know somebody just put in the replies in Twitter, Andy Madley, question mark. Uh, sorry, I cut your comment off, but whoever sent that, fair enough. Um, is it is it the crowd? Was it the crowd that got to them? Um, it, it, on the TV, um, Anfield did sound louder than it usually does. However, um, have, you know, when I've been there, it can be quite quiet when they're not on the front foot. So, was it just because they'd scored a couple? Yeah, when we were walking to the ground, we could barely hear it, could we, Chris? I was very surprised. Um, my son was really surprised at the lack of atmosphere. Um, fair play to him, though. His comment on the way out was, um, well, at least I've been to Anfield more times than most Liverpool fans now, uh, which I thought was very funny and very uh, astute. Um, no, they were very quiet. I heard them sing about six times um, after they scored, and at the end, that was about it. So the ref, the ref can't use that as an excuse then? I mean, Chris, we're, we're, it, we're, nothing to do with the fans at all? Oh, he absolutely bottled it. Um, you've got to bear in mind, I mean, I think it was his, only his second Premier League game. Um, and we've got history with referees called Madley. Um, I was going to say, is he is he related to... Um, so the, the dog fanatic, or yeah, I don't think he's a rela- I don't think he's related to the dog fanatic, but you could tell he doesn't like eagles. Nice, that's an excellent segue. Um, <laughs> and then uh, da- Daniel Edwards. Let's finish it off there. Can you please tell me why we never have a defender on the back post when defending corners? Because if we had, we'd have stopped all three goals. Oh, um, I, yeah, it's been a bugbear in the past, um, Nick. What's, what's your thoughts? Well. If the defender's on the back post, then they're not marking somebody else. So perhaps that's what it is. They're, they're marking rather than, you know, marking a player rather than marking an area. Who knows? I don't know. There's clearly still scope for learning lessons from the mistakes uh, from this game. And the reality as I think Daniel's actually hit a nail on the head there. Uh, having someone on the back post would have stopped at least two of those goals. So um, absolutely... I, I hope that Vieira's listening and we'll make that adjustment next week. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not. Um, <laughs> that brings up something I wanted to quickly quickly touch on then. I can't tell if we move between man-to-man and zonal marking because if we're sticking to man-to-man for set pieces, then there absolutely wouldn't be someone on the post and it seemed like we were. Um but he seems to move between the two, and I haven't quite established yet. What is it you think he tends to do from set pieces with the back four? Well, it's it's kind of the back four that haven't been at fault on the set pieces, really, isn't it? It's the, the back four are, are watching their other players. It's the midfielders that are coming in, coming back to help, I think, more than the back four. And they're, they're not zonal. Were they against, were they against Liverpool? Did they seem like they were zonal? Uh, no, they seem to be be mano a mano a mano on uh, on the set pieces, which is perhaps why I don't know who was who was it, on, it, it who was on like mano. Gyro, it, it looked like Gyro had Salah 
as as his person. And, you know, he's a couple of yards away from him, which is all Salah needs. Um, there'd be other... There'd be other strikers um, who, you know, given that tiny slither of, of space, probably wouldn't do much with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's something to definitely look at. I think Vieira's nuances for defending, um, you're right, he's he's definitely developing them, um, uh, but they are complex. The telling part is how quickly Jairo put his hands on his head when he scored. He knew that he was in the wrong there, straight away. Well, it's because he's absolutely pure Palace. Um, yes, any last comments from me review before we wrap up then? Chris? Bring on the Brighton. Yes, fair enough. Uh, eight, eight, o'clock, uh, 8 o'clock start. Um, so, Selhurst under lights. Exciting times. It will be just about dark by then now, won't it? Nick, anything else to add to, the, to this before we wrap up? Uh, the project is still going very, very well. Um, we lost 3-0. It wasn't deserved. We played well. Um, the only negatives is the free kicks. Um, but open play, we're looking really, really, really good. And I can't wait for the rest of the season. Really can't. It's it's the most excited I've been about a Palace team for, well, since Maru and Shabak joined. So, what can I wow. say? Um, yeah, and I just want to end mentioning Zahar's incredible comments saying that we are the only fans that would back him whatever back back a player whatever um and he seems to uh he seems to be on absolutely top form mentally at the moment so yeah let's leave it there thanks for listening thanks to everyone who got in touch um and and whether we use your message or not it really helps plan the show each week um this is quite a liquid show so definitely thank you for sending us stuff it meant you didn't have to listen to us diving into specifics of a game that we don't really need to look over again like follow subscribe on all our social accounts especially our youtube channel where you can get all the live reactions to messages matches and much more um dr patrick and and others are doing a sterling job with the the match reaction catch them straight after the games um when they're either angry or overly happy or somewhere in between um it's it's going from strength to strength um if you want to get involved as well feel free to get in touch with us you can always send us a message by sliding into those DMs. Um, so we will be back um, to go over the Brighton game at some point in the week. Obviously, it's a Monday game, so it messes with the schedule a little bit. But you've got Terence and Co before that talking about more shitty beers. So until next time, come on, you Palace. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.